Welcome back to the Unending TBR podcast. This is your host, Nicole. Thank you for joining me, and I'm really excited to dive into this episode. So this week, Kelly here joined me from the Cozy Bookworm, and we are talking about characters that we did not love at first. They, they were not love at first sight characters for us. And what made us eventually, what won us over with this certain brand of characters? So, like, what have you noticed in making this list, Kelly? It's so funny. I, it's, it ends up, I, I've noticed that a lot of these characters I like passionately love now. It's not like yeah. a, oh, yeah. I didn't love them and now they're okay. It's like a, no, I really love these characters. There was no in-between. I went from like, eh, I don't know about this. These people are not my thing to, wow, these are amazing characters. It wasn't a, uh, there was no like middle ground. It was one end of the spectrum to the other. I feel like in, when, when authors take us down this road where it's like somebody that you are not for, and then they win you over, it's that much more because it's like you've gone through the struggle of not liking them at first, or like really disliking them, to it's like, okay, now, now I root for you. It's like a stronger emotional connection. I don't know. So what character would you want to start off with? Hmm. Okay, I'll go first. I'll start with, I'm not sure if you've read this series or not. You'll have to tell me. This is my first series by Joanne Bischoff. It's The Cadence of Grace. It's a three book series. And the book follows the same two people the whole time, the series does, which is kind of neat. And the male character, Gideon O'Reilly, if you've read this series and you're listening, you're probably going to be like nodding your head with me. He was awful in the beginning. Like this guy was terrible it's very much a long journey you have to invest but by the end you love him he goes through quite the transformation but yeah yeah, I I remember I think I remember you going through that and I was like I'm not gonna read that because I heard about (laughs) this and this about this character and it's like it's that's like across the board it's like everybody says by the time you get to the end that's what then Joanne Bischoff I have like one that I need to read with her and it's the set it's the sequel to the Sons of Blackbird Mountain I still haven't read Daughters of the Northern Shore which apparently it's like that's another character that it's like you don't really like him in the first book but word is is that he is like totally redeemed in the Daughters of the Northern Shore she has a talent for that because it was funny yeah. even in because he's really rough in book one this guy Gideon and I've heard the same yeah. I haven't read either of those two you just mentioned because I know it's going to be a long road but I'm going to read them but yeah. it's funny she has a talent for that with this guy because he even though you don't like him he is a total toot in the beginning there is something that makes you root for him and you really want him to do well so mm-hmm. she does have a talent for that that is really good um Okay, so one of my first that I'm going to go with is, oh, actually, let me read around. Are there any like spoilerish things that you can give that it's like, what do you feel like really cinched it that, that turned you from one to the other? Was it like a slow fade or was there something that it's like, okay, this is the kind of story that now I can get behind? 
it was with him it was it was the seeing the slow transformation because he starts out as when he's not a believer and he has a lot of pride and he's just selfish but then you over that three book series it was a slow transition where he became just this incredible guy he had some bumps along the way where he had to deal with like the consequences of his previous sin Mm -hmm. but it was a slow thing with him and so as that happened as the reader it's like okay you're finally becoming the man that you need to be because it's a it's a marriage of convenience Mm -hmm. and it's um like a forced proximity enemies lovers the whole all the tropes you know all the major tropes so she couldn't like they couldn't escape each other they he had like so it's like okay you either get over yourself or not bud fortunately he got over himself so (laughs) yeah that was good with that one it was a slow thing watching him become a good guy yeah and it's like that's like a real talent in an author to keep your attention three books long to get to that point so kudos for her so i'm do another one that was kind of a slow transformation but this is a side character not a main character so in in Tamara Lay's Age of Faith series I'm talking about Sir Durand he was kind of a character that showed up in book two in that series and then he was in three four I think he was like I don't think he was present in five or like very minimal in the background, but his book was actually book six in the series. And he was a character that was really like, not necessarily a villain, but he wasn't helping matters at all. And it was like, sometimes it's like he was like part of the problem of things going wrong between relationships. And he was just like, ah, he was letting what he wanted get in the way of you know and it was just it was like it was selfish things it was thoughtless things it was not like but again it was like wasn't necessarily like a bad guy it was just like he was in the way and um seeing his though story his um redemption because he did a lot of stuff that he really deeply regretted throughout the course of the series and impacted a lot of people then to see him kind of become contrite around book four and then in the background it's like kind of like you see it's like okay you know what the lord's working on him and then to see him where he was then in his faith and who the man he wanted to be in book six was a was so satisfying because he came around and he did and it was like that whole thing of like you know what the lord can redeem anybody and nobody is too far out of his grasp no matter what you know his lie was that he thought it's like I can never be um worthy because I've done these things and it was just it was so rewarding to get to that book six where he you see that transformation come full circle so I love that one that one and that was that's probably awesome. one of what no I said that's awesome I haven't read that series I haven't read Tamara Lay actually I know that's like gas but that sounds amazing no and I know I keep on talking about it because I'm like you know there's like there's like every trope <laughs> every situation in although she doesn't do a lot of friends to more in that one because okay. they're usually they're usually knights and they're usually like on opposing sides and stuff like that and there's always you know something going on but um yeah that one 
that was one that really stuck out to me in that series because that long progression. Okay, so. That's fun. I think that's so cool though, because I think not every, I was looking at my list as you were talking, kind of, you know, listening and listening and then looking at my list and realizing, yeah, that is why it is so satisfying is seeing one and identifying with someone that, you know, feels like they're too broken for the Lord to love and redeem. It's so rewarding. It's just, I don't know. And maybe that's, there's something to that. Why these characters, I feel so passionate about them is that element of it. Yeah. You've seen them when they're at their worst and then you get to see them when they get through that redemption arc. And it's just like, so okay so what's your second pick? okay speaking of like lost causes um that <laughs> felt like they were <laughs> broken beyond belief okay adler paxton <clears throat> from the sky above us that um the three book oh, series man. with the three brothers okay mm-hmm. so i and i was introduced to that book that series all wrong i read the last book first because i got it through net galley i had never read sarah sundin before and i Well, I'm not going to spoil, but if you read, if you can imagine reading book three, so you're reading Clay's book and you know all of Adler's sins and you know, all you know is Adler's sins because Clay hasn't, he hasn't caught up to all the changes in Adler's life yet because of their, you know, their distance. And I loathed, I loathed Adler. I was like, oh, this guy is awful. How could he do this to poor Clay? Clay's such a good, honorable man, you know, because all the things that he was involved in with the girl and her name was Leah mm-hmm. and so then I went to then I went to book one and then I was like okay I'm gonna read book two because I have to know how does she redeem this guy Adler who is awful awful how could he do what he did I mean, now can you do that to your brother and yeah. then I was like I love him I loved him I loved the arc with the girl her individual arc and then their relationship that book it's hard to pick a favorite in that series but that might be my favorite book is his story I know his story that one was so good um I know I thought I was going to love book three the most because I did read them in order I can't imagine starting with Clay's and then you know (laughs) trying to like I can imagine now it's like boy that would have really been hard because you're right Adler's sin was like right there in that and if you read it the other way it's kind of like it filters in so you don't know the whole of it until later but yeah yeah. and I do I I loved I loved how she redeemed him and you're right that whole arc how she brought everything together with that series was just awesome it was perfection that's I love Sarah Sundin in general but that is by far my favorite of hers that I have read thus far and I've read most of her stuff but yeah old Adler yeah yeah that was just that was just such a powerful turn of everything that happened it was like she was taking it one way and then she would like yeah it's hard to do it without spoilers but then it was like she dropped like this hot twist and it's like how is she gonna get him how is this gonna be resolved and it's just yeah so good I just remember with like reading book two, you know, I read three and then one and then two without spoiling. I can remember because I already knew what that letter contained, the one that he got, like the bomb that got dropped almost quite literally. I knew what it contained because I had already read book three. You know, I knew what was coming and I can just remember sitting there reading that like cringing, like waiting for the impact. Like, oh, this is going to be so bad. Looking at that poor girl. I think her name was Violet, I think. Um, like, oh, this poor girl. She's like, they're, this is terrible because they had just started getting to a good place. But 
yeah, it worked out really well in the end. Sarah did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something that she did really good. Really. It's so funny. It's like I totally forgot about. I actually forgot about Adler when I was making this list because it was like because I did it the reverse. So that totally makes sense. Glad we could bring him into it. So I'm going to go with number two. It's another second book in a series. I feel like that always is because it's like so many times you're introduced to these characters in a previous book. And then so it's like, so you see them in the background and you kind of like, man, you're annoying. You're just, you know, they're, they're, (laughs) (laughs) they're, they're not always, you know, on the up and up, but then it's like, by the time the author gets to them, it's like, ah. And then you're already invested because you already know a little bit. And I'm going to go with The Thorn Keeper by Pepper Basham. It's a historical, it's her Penned in Time series, the second book. Um, In book one, Catherine, um, she was like this really manipulative, really came across as having loose morals. I was like, how am I going to even enjoy her book? And it's like, cause it's, I, I didn't, I didn't get what would motivate her to do what she did or be how she was. And Pepper Basham did a really fantastic job in both giving her, um, her own like redemption arc, but she also gave it kind of like, okay, see things through her perspective. And by as you got to see her go through her character growth, it was just like by the end I was just like cheering rooting for her so hard because you got to see her change you got to see her move past the lies that she believed and really um really fight in different in different ways and see how determined and strong of a person she was so I really like that one I've read a lot of Pepper, but I haven't, I was just jotting that name down. So you said it's the name of the book is the Thorn Keepers or is it, the that, is that the series? Okay. That's the, I'm going to have to look the, that up. That's book two and it's a uh, World War One era. Okay. Like it's taking place during World War One. So the first one is the Thorn Bearer, then it's Thorn Keeper, and then it's the Thorn Healer. And so it's, okay. a, tri- it's a trilogy. I think it might've been her first. It might have been her first series. Okay, I'm gonna have to look this up. Adding to my TBR, this is not yeah. a good thing for me. That's the name of the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's how all this started. Oh, so funny. It's so funny. I'm always oh. trying to like add more, or I'm like, okay, now I need to reread. <laughs> Yes. And that's the thing is like making this list. I was like, oh, I need to reread that series with the with the Paxton boys. And I need to reread the the Cadence of Grace series and so on and so on. I'm like, this is terrible. Kelly, you have a billion books on your list. Like, what is wrong with you? But yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. What's Let's another see. one on your list? You may have him. You may have this guy on your list. I'm, okay. Ty, Ty Porter. Becky Wade's meant to be mine, the bull rider guy. Mm-hmm. The, um, obviously, that series was fantastic. We've talked about this one at length, yep. but yep. he was the one that, um, well, his marriage started out on a very interesting note. I'll just, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yep. But man, he was such a stinker. But talk about a lovable stinker, even in the beginning. Like he was such a irresponsible, he wasn't a bad guy. He was just. Right dumb like I, I'm sorry like just dumb he just made really foolish choices 
yep. and then you but you I loved seeing him grow up when he had to you know when he realized oh wow the weight of what he had chosen and what had happened that he wasn't aware of one I felt kind of sorry for him and then see that transformation and just how funny he was in his yeah he did um, redeem himself a little bit with his like humor and I feel like with that one the reason I jumped into not liking him right away was because I was like I I, I see a couple of trends with with what I'm noticing (laughs) but one of the trends is if I feel super protective of the heroine that you know did something to then I'm kind of like dude I'm on her side yes (laughs) yes kind of thing and it's like I feel protective of you know one or the other and um it's kind of like I I felt so protective of her and me I did for sure absolutely her and the the other person in that situation I'm not spoiling but you know who I'm talking about the other little family member involved and I I was like buddy you have got to get your life together like what are you doing but yeah, his um, humor, their humor together. I can remember messaging you and definitely Rel yeah. and probably other people in Bookskin that I'm forgetting when I was reading that series for the first time, rolling at their <laughs> interactions were just so funny. Oh, so funny. That but, banter yeah. on there was like on point. <laughs> yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah, that, one, that was really, really good. Oh. No one's as good as Jake, the brother Jake. He was the best one, I, but Ty, I, I love Jake from the beginning. Like I was obsessed. Like Jake is the best guy. I love Jake. But then Ty, he was a sneaky one. I didn't love him at first, but I did at the end. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of like wormed into your heart against your will. Kind of his <laughs> whole thing. Like that was his thing. That was like his Emma. Whereas like Jake is like, how could you not love Jake? You know? <laughs> yeah. Jake's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so um, I think for the next one, I'm going to go with, um, in some ways, I can see she was kind of similar to Catherine from the Thornkeeper, but she had like her own total story. And that was the Blue Enchantress from Mary Lou Tyndale. This is the second book again. So you get to see, this is the sister. And I forgot to write down her name. I think it was Charity. Yeah. Um, she no charity was the other sister. Okay. It it was like charity, faith, and grace. I think it was faith. No, faith was the first sister. I can't remember the sister's name. Um, this is why I need to write things down before I start writing. Anyway, the middle that it's the youngest sister in this group of sisters. You have an oldest sister has taken on piracy in order to protect her younger sisters and stuff like that then you have a very pious sister and then you have like the wild child youngest sister who is off gallivanting around in like 1700s charleston and you were kind of like she was causing problems not being a help to like the sisters trying to hold the fort together and you're just like what are you doing? And I, I read this one out of order too. I read book three first, went back, read book one, waited a while before reading book two, because it was like, oh, I'm going to have to deal with that sister eventually. And, um, <laughs> and it was really something because it was a, again, another situation where you learned of that sister's wound 
and why she did the things that she did, why she acted like her, that she didn't have value. And that was just, that then just totally like tugged on the heartstrings. And it really makes me think it's like, okay, sometimes why do people like treat themselves this way when they do these things? And, um, you know, it opened the, her book opens up on her being sold on an auction block. And it's kind of like, how do you, what did you do to get here? And I love her redemption story, her arc, um, and just what she's brought through to see that she has value. You know, it's not what people see, it's how God views her. And yeah, I was just really, it, it's great to see them come from like this loof, like selfish, but they're not, they're not really treating themselves as self, like how precious they are so yeah that's that sounds awesome i'm gonna have i'm like jotting down i'm like, the, I'm reading so i told you i was reading my i'm reading my first mary lou tyndall yeah right now it's the redemption it's um mm-hmm. i don't know the name of the series but like it is the first book yeah. and it's fantastic yeah. i've i haven't read many christian fiction books that are pirate type books and so i'm like this is phenomenal it's like pirates of the caribbean from a christian worldview it's fascinating i'm about a third of the way in and i really love it yeah that's what she actually did is she watched pirates of the caribbean and was kind of like why isn't there this for christians and that was like and she did okay so i'm gonna jump because i have another one that was she has a few she has a few of those characters that you're kind of like this character is so annoying and then their their story but this one was actually her um um her eight war of 1812 she did a series in the war of 1812 and this is the first book in it i was one of the first ones i think it was the first that i picked up from her and i did not like this hero he was like rude shallow the heroine i like was right away on marianne's team and i'm kind of like it was a kind of a marriage of convenience forced marriage he did not want to be with her he wanted to be with this other chick and it's kind of like the jerk you know it's like marianne is a great girl <laughs> it's like she's loyal to her family and it was like there were so many messages and so many things that Noah had to go through to, to, to get those, those things to see what was more than on the surface. And, um, you know, and, and it hurt because it's like, because his rejection of her, because he made it plain, he did not want the alliance, but then their forced proximity together. And it was just on a British um naval ship so it was okay. like a lot of things happened a lot of things had to be stripped away to get to kind of the core issues and I just loved how she brought that all together how she, she brought Noah because I was kind of like man is she gonna get this guy is this guy gonna get on track and he did and it was like great to see him stepping into that role of a hero as he needed and you knew it's like wow it came from there was such a long arc from how he started out the book when he came before he was not like the perfect character walking in and all the way through he really had some growing to do and he did that's satisfying i'm noticing a theme with her then that's cool i'm excited to check out her backlist because i know she has an extensive one but it's the one i'm reading right now it's really good i'm like this is a nice change i pirates it's really cool 
<laughs> I knew you were reading it. I'm kind of like, I am not going to be annoying. Like, how are you liking it? <laughs> I think I remember, I think it was you. It was you that I was messaging when I was back in Florida uh, for Christmas at yeah. that, the used bookstore that I go to. And I, I was like, oh, I think it was Mary Lou Tyndall that Nicole liked. And so I think it was you. I was messaging like, oh, is this a good series? Where did you start with this one? I, you were, you recommended that one to me. So I'm yeah. enjoying it. I'm excited. Yep. Okay. What's next on your list? Okay. So this one is a little bit of a deviation in terms of why I didn't like this person. Um, this might be one of only like well, one or two on my list of ones that I didn't, I didn't hate this person. I just was utterly confused. They were weird the whole time. Like the first third of the book, I'm like, what is wrong with this girl? What is she doing? And that is, um, I don't know if you've read this one, but it's Margot DeWild from the number of love Rosanna and whites Margot. She was in, um, the series previously, but she wasn't, she was, she had a POV, but it wasn't her story. It was her brother's story. Mm -hmm. Um, Margot is kind of like, it's a historical, obviously. Yeah. In today's time, they would call her neurodivergent. She, Mm -hmm. it was never said, but she was special. There was something about her. She was brilliant. She was a mathematician. And Mm -hmm. when she prayed, she prayed in numbers. And so the first third of the book, there was like these things where she would start spouting off numbers. And I'm like, what is happening with this girl? What is wrong with her? But she, I will never forget her. I love her. She is one of my most treasured like heroines. If I had to pick a heroine, like top five, she might be in the top like three of all time. She's nothing like me. I hate math. I'm not a mathematician, but she is so, she was so good. And she loved so big and just so well. Um, that's and the guy that Rosanna used to like the guy that understood her just understood her in such a tender sweet way that that mm. whole series the those two series the code breakers which is where her book um the number of love is from and the, and the one previously the shadows of england is just phenomenal but yeah margaret wild i will never forget her and that's another thing it's like it doesn't necessarily need to be somebody that you hate but it's like sometimes it's even harder if you can't like identify or get in somebody's brain and I mean that's one reason it's like I've heard everybody raving about that book but I'm kind of like I'm really not into numbers there's no way I'm going to identify but I need to bump it up the list because everybody says that and it's you like, have to do it Nicole you have, have to, to. you got to read the shadows over England and then the number of love because she is her as her younger version in the shadows over England and her brother's book which is book two um she's hilarious her inner she's humorous which is funny but she has this very interesting dry humor um mm. she's hilarious but then you get to know her as an adult in her book in the next series and she is unforgettable i mean just unforgettable okay okay yeah i know <laughs> i will listen eventually <laughs> <laughs> like come on do it i will i will okay um another one I think, okay, this is going to kind of play off of that. I can see some similarities. Um, George, I don't know if you've read it, Georgina from um, Christiane Hunter's Hawthorne House series. This is book Ooh, two. Okay, I hadn't read that. So it's a Regency. And in book one, I did not, I despise Georgina. I did not want to read this book. I read <laughs> book one book three I was waiting for book four to come out I was still in the mood for a regency so I'm like fine I'll go ahead and read book two (laughs) I was was in tears 
because she had it that it's like she's that female character that's in there trying to break up my pairing that I'm into and it's (laughs) kind of like and 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 also the way she treated Miranda and the first thing like how dis you know dismissive and separate she was I was kind of like how are you going to redeem her and what she brought it's it's a spoiler as to why but um like it really made it so real it's like wow she is very she's like she's the complete opposite of her bookish sister but when you find out kind of like the reasoning of why she is what she is and why she's so motivated to marry well and everything it is just heartbreaking and then um when you find out like there's just so many like layers to what she wanted and what she thought she needed to accomplish in order to be acceptable was it really it really made an impact I'm like okay now those two are my two favorite of that series just because of how their stories interconnected and then the hero in that one really does like he's one of those heroes that reads the situation and really pulls out but also compliments the character in such a great way and so that's awesome so georgina i'm gonna have to she, she's that's her book too i'm noticing a trend with you and i'm I noticing know. a trend with uh, not all of mine but some of mine i'm like hmm, book two in a series that's interesting i feel like we should reveal our own psychological profiles at the end based <laughs> on all of this but no um yeah it's from an elegant facade is okay i'm gonna have to check it out yeah okay yeah okay regency is right. not we've talked about this regency is not my go-to but i i i mean i pirates aren't my go-to but i'm loving it so hey yeah mary lou tyndall's pirates are my go-to <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh yeah okay so what's your next one okay so my next one is another female um Paige jobson another sarah sundin in perfect time that was the um wings of the nightingale the one about the mm-hmm. female nurses the flight nurses yeah it was the third book not the second book in the series the third book Kay was have you read it this series yes I I was I was like looking at it on my shelf I'm like oh should I add that to my list I'm like I probably have enough okay so yeah go (laughs) her story was phenomenal because she comes off in books one and two she's likable because you know there's more to why she acts the way she does but she you know comes off as this not loosely moral but you know she uh comes off as someone that you know, goes through the guys and all these things. But when you get to her story and you realize all the lies that she believes that stemmed mm-hmm. from her dad and her childhood, yeah. I just loved her. And I loved the guy that she paired her with. My brain is fried right now. I can't think of his name, but um, the drummer. I remember the drummer. the drummer. Yes, the drummer. Oh. That was so sweet. That whole aspect of it. I can still remember reading those scenes with him yeah. and the drums. But um, yeah, she was a character that I loved. I loved all those characters, both the females and the males, the pairings. But mm-hmm. Kay might be my favorite out of all of them. I know. I feel like that one. That one was so. I I loved so much of that series and how she brought it in. Yeah, and you're right. It wasn't like she wasn't like super obnoxious, but it was kind of just that like this woman about town she didn't you know she had a heart but you didn't know why she acted why she 
yeah she, she was protective she was protective yeah. of the other girls she was yeah. for the most yeah. part a good friend so you sensed that there was something going on beneath the surface and it was fun to see that be brought to light in her book mm-hmm. and you realize wow she's just this is a front all this behavior is a front for just a lot of hurt and insecurity yeah definitely okay curious about what character we're going to be talking about next well this episode could not fit into just one segment so come back next time and you can hear the rest of the conversation where we talk a little bit more about some of these characters that didn't necessarily grab a heart in the beginning that they walked on the page but they sure have left an imprint once their story was told thank you for joining me see you next time